Welcome to the Assemblée Dance Studio podcast, your go-to source for bite-sized lessons in growing and running your dance studio. I'm your host, Claire O'Shea, and I'm a dance studio owner and business coach, helping you grow your dance studio simply and successfully so you can reach more students, grow your business, and become the go-to dance studio in your area. Do you love the podcast content but are looking to get a bit more one-on-one strategy? If that is the case, I really encourage you to check out our monthly masterclasses. Each month, I dive into a specific topic that is going to help you and your dance studio reach the next level. So if you're interested in finding more about that, head to assemblydancestudiocoaching.com forward slash masterclass. Again, each month is a specific topic catered to you and your dance studio all about how to grow and create a bigger, more successful, just more streamlined dance studio. And if that's something you're interested in, you can buy a one-off masterclass. So if you can sort of pick and choose to what topics suit your interests, or alternatively, you can sign up for our membership to our masterclass, which is a discounted monthly price. So whatever you are interested in joining us for, you can check that out at assemblydancestudiocoaching.com forward slash masterclass. Now sit back, relax and enjoy the show. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any of my episodes released weekly. Hey guys, it's Clara Shea here and welcome back to another episode of the Assembly Dance Studio Coaching Podcast. In today's episode, we are jumping in all about how to plan and create and launch and run the most epic school holiday camps or workshops possible at your dance studio. So if you're interested in uh, finding out about how we do it at our studio, the, the tips and tricks that we have used, the things that have not worked for us as well that we're going to share, um, be sure to listen to today's episode. This one is really handy all year round if you're wanting to generate some more income and some more fun at your studio. So joining me on the podcast today, as always, is the lovely Mariah. Hi. Uh, And Mariah has a lot of experience with our camps and stuff as well, because um, aside from helping create and launch and market them, you also have run them before. Yes, I have. Yeah. So let's kind of go over, I guess, some of the things that we have um, done before uh, and what we have found that has worked best. So um, we've tried a couple of different things because in Australia, um, different to the States, summer camps are not as much of like a thing here. Would you agree? I 100% agree. So whilst we have two months off over the summer, our summer is December and January. Yeah. Um, Well, um, when we're off. And with being Christmas and New Year in the middle, it makes it um, quite hard we have found to get consistent uh, income and, I, I guess, attendance. Yeah. Where I know um, in the States it's like, I don't know, it just seems to be like a thing that a lot of people do, like summer camps. Yeah, it's just like inevitable they're signing up yeah. for summer camp. Yeah. So yeah. we've looked at um, different ways to mm-hmm. do it and we're, we're actually trying. Something new this like year. our fifth iteration, I guess. Yeah. Um, but the thing that we've done consistently in our winter holiday camps is a one-week camp and that's worked really well. Yeah. So do you want to give a bit of information about, I guess, sort of how we've structured that in the past? Yeah. So last year we sort of aimed the winter camp at any age that we have, so like um, prep to grade 12 plus, and we were just going to structure it that way depending on who signed up because we weren't entirely sure um, at the time. Um, And then we sort of realised that it 
was very mini junior based. So like, uh, what's five to nine? Yeah. 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 Um, 10 years old. Sorry. Yes. So, we sort of for this year anyway have solely targeted that age group because we found they were the ones signing up and um we'll we'll go in a different direction for our seniors and stuff at at another workshop or something like that but for this one specifically this one is aimed at our minis and our juniors um and it's basically a week long camp and every single day is a different style and they're learning a dance in that style and then at the end of the week we have a fun little pizza party and the parents come in and we do a little performance of the dances that we learn within that camp they get to create costumes from our costumes that we have left over upstairs so and it's just like all around fun like it's just very fun based nothing serious um and just having the yeah the best time they can either purchase the week long or a day pass or a half day pass so we're sort of making it so anyone can sign up whoever whatever suits them the best and it was so cute like a part of like the friday experience was like creating the set yeah and um uh you know setting up the stage and they had like written some invitations and like set out like the chairs and everything and it was mm-hmm. so so cute and then like a little entry and exit of yeah. the stage i looked i had the bed and i looked the fairy lights and everything it was so so great. it was so cute it was so cute but it was really really awesome so that we found works really well in that winter for us so yeah. the june july period we only do one week yeah um and we're hoping to run it at both locations this year yes um which would be great yeah um some things that we were talking about in terms of our summer so our longer period you can you know decide what uh, time of year that is for you is in the past um we have tried kind of like an arts camp I guess like we've tried the five-day thing that didn't really work for us yeah I last year yeah we tried to do sort of a different theme for different age groups per day that we had set up um and unfortunately that one yeah it didn't attract or and and there was multiple things that sort of went into that why that didn't do as great as it should have it should have been up a long time before we had it up for sales and things like that uh but there was no big interest in that I guess and it could be they don't want to do I don't know I don't know we we don't we've really thought, we've, know we've thought about it heaps of different yeah times. Well, we've we've kind of um outlined what we deem to be our mistakes um but we think in general it's also really interesting for us like how sorry that was my boots oh. <laughs> <laughs> um how different like locations are like we live mm. in a beach not town a beach yeah suburb beach what area it? yeah beach area like our entire place is it goes runs along the beach so over the summer holidays like people can go to the they go to the beach all the yeah. time and particularly with our older students we find that you know they're starting to get that um uh like flexibility and independence so they don't need to be in care all day if mum and dad are on holidays yeah and also like i think wonderfully potentially um parents are afforded the like flexibility a lot now with work which is Mm. great so they might with the older kids that they don't need to be 
um, monitoring all the time, they still might be able to work from home or pop out to drop them off to a friend's house, Yeah, which to be honest is a lot more, a lot more affordable. Mm. Um, and I think the other thing that we've talked about is that we can't compete cost-wise with the um, like vacation care programs yeah. that are run – they're not um, – they're not through the government, but they the government they're signed up to like the government program where you get like a rebate yeah. um, for childcare, and so like at its cheapest, people could pay potentially twenty dollars for wow. five days of care, right. um, where we just can't compete with that. No. Um, so it's it's tr- and like we could potentially in the future go down the avenue of trying to get into that program, but I can imagine it would be. Mm. nightmarish mm. um so that's a little bit of an overview of things we've tried that have worked but again it, i know people who've tried the same thing and it's worked fantastic yeah. so yeah. it's not to say that it won't work for you but i think our best tips in that regard are plan well in advance get the information out even yeah further in advance like six eight weeks before if possible yeah um and particularly over those busy periods because parents nowadays again if they know they're going to be working have to plan yeah so far ahead yeah yeah that's i think that's one of the biggest tips that we we can give away is get that information out as soon as possible and sales might not come in straight away but at least it's in their minds and parents are thinking about that one as an option rather than them already booking something in and then yours pops up and they're like oh well we already booked that in so we we can't we won't be able to do that yeah so moving for us i guess then just to kind of and then i've got a couple more points i want to touch on yeah or planning (laughs) um but moving forward into our summer we've been really thinking about it and we are going to try kind of almost like a hybrid model yeah so our plan at the moment and we're still because again we're in what month is it may May. and ours is not till december yeah but we We, sort of we gotta start thinking about it yeah um and because like uh, just being open and honest like i've been really um honest with the team about like as we expand, it's fantastic, but my expenses are just so so high now. Mm. Even over that time, where when it was just me and one other person um, working casually, mm. and we, I started to pay my rent. But say that was like, you know, I think I'm at that one location was about five thousand dollars a month. Yeah, is that right? No, more than that. It's like seven thousand mm. dollars a month. Um, so, but then again, it was sort of like, you know, between December and January, that was like $14,000 that yeah. I had to pay. And because no one was working, no one got paid. So it was fine. Yeah. When now I have two locations plus full four, time. four, four-ish full-time staff, potentially five. Yeah. So our, my expenses just literally doing nothing are beyond $50,000 and above. Yeah. Plus, plus. So we need to be doing something. Yeah, we. I literally, like, I literally can't afford to just shut for eight weeks. Yeah. And, like, it's so funny that, not that we're expected to, but, like, no other business is shutting for eight weeks. No. <laughs> Do you no. know what I mean? Like, there's no way, like, possibly the two weeks over Christmas, which oh, we still have, still, obviously. Yeah. But, like, no other business is expected to just have eight weeks off and we'll be right you know (laughs) so like inevitably we have to put something on to keep it going and like i'm i'm mindful that um whatever we do i i I doubt it will generate Mm. that much Mm. well but it would help it would be wise to be pushing for that in the future yeah we shouldn't have to 
and I've talked about this in terms of content recital, we shouldn't have to be selling X amount of tickets to then Survive. make sure we can actually make it till January. Yeah, no. Which sort of would be. And that's yeah. why I'm thinking about it in the in advance now because we have had massive growth. Yeah. And the last Christmas holidays, um, I, I, it, sh- it shocked me and I, 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 didn't, I didn't plan for it enough. Yeah. So that's sort of why um, I've... And I guess I'm being open, honest, and that's just rough numbers. I don't. Yeah. But I think I sort of said around that. Yeah. We need to figure out. Yeah. That, and that's not even that is literally just rent and basic wages. That's yeah. not power, um, mm. water. You know, in the, all the in, uh, insurance. That there's so many other expenses yeah. that you guys would know that goes into that. So that is literally just like bare <laughs> yeah. rent and wages. Yeah. Um, and that's. Yeah, it is what it is, but that's sort of why there's, a, I guess, a bit more urgency for needing this to work. So we've been talking about sort of doing a hybrid model to try and capture both types of parents potentially, mm-hmm. um, the ones who are needing more of that care and want more of that, um, you know, extended care, and then those that, you know, want to kind of keep something going with their kids to have an, an activity but like the the relaxed sort of vibes yeah. of the summer holidays where they don't have as many commitments mm. so essentially we're going to try and run a term five mm-hmm. um which we'll probably call our summer school yeah um which will be afternoon classes um pretty much in a just a, a more a condensed time yeah table. a condensed time table. i was going to say just like a, a much smaller timetable um like not a whole lot of classes but enough classes for each age group that they have some options yeah. um to choose from and a great way we're hoping then to also continue enrollment from end of year to the new year and then also potentially get new students in to try and yeah. I, I know for a fact that I don't know of any other studios in our area who do sort of that no. term over that time. No. Potentially, again, they've tried and it hasn't worked mm. and that's what we will learn. But yeah. I'm hoping – and we always have to kind of give it a few goes yes. because you learn things each time. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing we're going to do is we're going to be launching our, our musical to start in that period. So we're going to run our auditions in that period. We're going to yeah. run an intensive in the, yeah. in the January we're sort of planning. So that's like a five-day um, catch-up Start. I guess start, yeah. yeah. A really good way to kind of get to know each other, yeah. make a big um, start on that so that yeah. we can then, again, continue that into the first term yeah. Um, and then finish that before we get busy. Yeah. Um, just because, again, we're looking at our calendar and we don't have hardly any weekends left. No, we don't. So we have to keep being mindful of that. So let's just kind of wrap up a few points before we um, finish today's episode. So these are the main things that I wanted to outline. That's important for you as a studio owner or if you're a studio manager listening to this and wanting to get this started. In terms of pre-planning, getting really clear on what you want to achieve for the workshop. So as like I mentioned, whether is it is it to continue um the dance education, is it to bring in revenue, is it to, you know, keep your maybe part-time or full-time staff, like keep them doing something. Mm. Um is it uh, uh, like a prerequisite for like a performance team or something? Mm-hmm. That's also something we're considering doing moving forward. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, or, or is it again just to kind of me- have a connection between like pe- different periods of the year so that, you know, there's that kind of continuous kind of offering. Um, you know, you could choose a fun theme or focus that will appeal to your dancers. You know what uh, maybe have tried before and has worked or what hasn't, uh, something for you to think of. Um, figuring out who you want to target 
deciding how long the workshop will run for and creating a schedule, um, booking a venue. So if you don't have your own venue, figuring out how, where you're going to run and is it going to be cost effective uh, and planning out all of the activities and lessons you want to include. Now, for marketing and advertising, and Mariah could probably give a couple more tips on this, mm-hmm. we think like coming up with a catchy name um, and it not like use your logo, but if say, say again, like the summer school, like, you know, it'd be something cute with like a little sun or something mm. that just sort of stands in the part, like maybe part of that we could do like every enrollment, I don't know, gets a free yeah. thing that yeah. has the summer school thing on it. Yeah. <laughs> Free. A free something. Say, we'll work it out. Free togs. Dance <laughs> <laughs> energy togs. Oh. Um, togs are like bathers. Oh yeah, well. like swimsuits. Swimsuits, yeah. Um, but that would yeah, we won't do that. But and um, getting your marketing plan sorted and deciding when and how to promote. I uh, just like a quick tip on that too. I've sort of noticed a little bit that um, sometimes when when we put out these camps and things like that, there's a lot of questions like, "Is this open to the public?" So I feel like making yeah, it yeah. really obvious that your these workshops or camps, if you are, is completely open to people that aren't enrolled, people that are enrolled, and just making that really clear because I feel like possibly a lot of the time too that we don't get sort of attraction is that they feel like it's only for the like those studios um students yeah so let's just really make it clear if you're trying to do that to ensure that it's clear that it's open to the public open to anyone yeah everyone welcome yeah as you just sort of do that and people yeah get the idea yeah again making the most of social media to connect with potential attendees um designing cool graphics or videos to help spread the word, offering early bird discounts. We found that to be a really good option. Yes, that um, we actually had most of our, with our winter camp um, last year, most of the sales that came through was the early bird um, discount. There was probably maybe a a few that came in sort of late, um, but you really saw that they jumped on board and and got in before that certain date that you set. Um, So that helps with like certainty of going ahead Mm. too with enough time. so, yeah, I would think about doing an early bird special um, as well. And then another idea is, like, potentially teaming up with a local business or organisation to help you promote the workshop. So whether it's, like, a local cafe or another um, local kid kind of based activity, something that you could kind of benefit each other and kind of both share. Um, and then moving on, paid advertising, de- again, depending on uh the success of your workshop if you don't have to pay don't like if Mm. if they fill up anyway just do that that's yeah that's great that's way better um but if you're maybe starting it new for the first time you might want to consider um budgeting for paid advertising to reach a larger larger audience in particular again if you're opening it up to the general public yeah um and really be thinking about which platforms the audience you're wanting to target is most likely to be on so is it facebook is it instagram is it google ads um and we won't go too much into ads because you guys again we've done previous uh Mm. episodes about that um but yeah creating ads with clear messaging eye-catching visuals and strong call to action so just like book now or about the early bird discount um is really really beneficial um and we all i have heaps more points as well about team and execution and like overall pointers and again this has sort of been a bit of a, a a rough ideas drop and info for for you but um if this is something that you're really interested in learning more about or you really sort of um 
like us, you know, need to need to kind of get this going and you want sort of a, an action plan or uh, best practices as well and different versions that we have um, tried uh, and that one, what has worked and what hasn't. And again, it doesn't even mean that what hasn't worked for us wouldn't work for you because we know for a fact that it has worked for other people. So yeah. um, we are running, this is part of our monthly workshop series and we're running a masterclass on the 6th of June. Mariah has a bit more info on that. Yes. So that's on a, the 6th of June and basically we're chatting sort a, a lot more in depth of what we've just sort of discussed today. So the planning process that we actually take, the marketing process, the event set up and just above all how you can actually sell spots after putting so much work into the process. Like we'll be touching on your teams, the schedule, execution and just overall how to make it successful. So if that is something that you're interested in, like Claire said, that is on the 6th of June um, and you can just go to assembledancestudiocoaching.com forward slash masterclass and it'll all be there and you can sign up um, for our monthly membership or just join in for that one if that's all you want to get um, some training on. Well, again, we're going to wrap this up now so that we keep these episodes nice and short and sweet. So we hope that you found today's um, episode, I guess, insightful into a bit of behind the scenes of what has worked and what hasn't worked for us and what might work for you. Um, might give you a few inspiration points to get started. If you want more advice and more step-by-step strategy, be sure to sign up for our June Masterclass. Um, thank you so much for joining me today, Mariah. No worries. And thank you guys for listening. Uh, I look forward to speaking with you soon. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to the Assemble Dance Studio Coaching Podcast with your host, me, Claire O'Shea. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it on your stories on Instagram and tag the show or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Assemble Dance Studio Coaching. Tune in next week for another episode all about helping you grow your dance studio simply and successfully so you can reach more students, grow your business and become the go-to dance studio in your area. See you then.